0: Welcome to episode 11 of the True Gamers Podcast, I am Equip Pig, and today, boy, do we have a lot to talk about, so let's dive right into it. What's new this week? Well, Dark Souls-like game Mortal Shell just launched a couple days ago, and it actually looks quite interesting. I'm on the fence whether or not I'm going to actually buy this game or not, because I personally know that, well, I get angry very easily with games like this, because I suck at them. So... I'm more on the fence if I'm actually going to dive in and get this game. I think right now the price tag on it's twenty nine ninety nine. So for me, I just I see it hard completing the game because I know I won't. But I've been watching a lot of people play the game, and the game looks beautiful. It's a stunning Dark Souls-like game, and I hate to almost compare it to Dark Souls, but that just seems to be like the main game for that type of genre that blew up very well. So, with that being said. It's kind of like a Dark Souls-like game, and I'm very excited for it to see what happens with it, but I just don't know if I can convince myself to want to anger myself enough to do it, um, which who knows? Maybe I will pick it up. Maybe if it goes on sale, I might pick it up and stream it some, but uh, I don't know. It's it's an interesting-looking game. It looks very stunning, nonetheless, and I I like the, the art style that kind of went with, uh, and again, it's a very Bloodborne-ish, Dark Souls-ish game, but... We'll see what happens with it. And the other game being the Microsoft Flight Simulator, which this one basically allows you to fly wherever, where, whenever. And I believe it uses their map system, so it's very detailed. Um, and, of course, a lot of people were happy because they could fly to their house if they wanted to. Why? I don't know. But you know what? Hey, that's really what's new this week game-wise. Um, and I know there's some, like, indie games that came out. But, I mean, big game, th- you know, names that went out, that, that, that'd be your two big, big names. That everyone's kind of talking and playing about right now um yeah um but basically this week i've kind of been playing a little bit of everything i've revisited battlefield 4 which we'll talk about here in a little bit um there's a new game that i've been playing as well which we're about to dive into as well uh, along with some world of warcraft and some fall guys which i've yet to win a crown yet and i'm so sad because i want one but i can't get one because i'm complete garbage at the game because someone always griefs me and holds me from finishing. But with that being said, let's dive right into the game. That is a, at first impression to me, was a Siege clone. It The game's called Zero Hour. And man, it's impressive once you kind of understand the game. But at a first glimpse, first look, the mechanics are a little wonky. The gameplay is very slow. You get a little frustrated because you don't quite understand what's going on. But as I played it more and started talking to my friend Blade and, you know, we played it together, it started making sense. So the game is basically like Siege. It's a 5v5. You're SWAT, Crims, basically defusing a bomb, which is a hostage right now. Um, and what you're doing basically is you have a limited amount of guns available as SWATs. And once you're dead, if the enemy team picks it up, you lose that item. You no longer have that, that gadget to use anymore. And vice versa is you're, if you're a criminal you have so many gadgets like body armor, uh, tra- uh, door traps, stuff like that. And once you use it, it's gone. You can't you can't get them back, so they're gone once you use them. So it's it's interesting because you really got to be kind of alert of what you're doing. But nonetheless, after playing it, it, it was fun. At first though, I bought it, hated it, refunded it, and then I rebought the game again. So if that tells you anything about the game, uh, or I guess maybe maybe my judgment there. Um, it's a fun game. I mean, like I said, if it, if you're into Siege-like games where it, it it's very focused on communication with your team, uh, where you're going to breach... And and a cool feature about the game is you can actually shut the power off to the building, and criminals can do the same and turn it back on. But I believe once you activate the switch, you can't touch that switch again unless someone else has touched it. haven't confirmed that yet, but I know, like, Blade was in one, and he flipped it off, or he flipped it on, but he couldn't flip it back off. So... Once you activate it, you can't retouch that until someone else does. Um, and I've, from what I've heard, there's four maps. I only recall playing three of the four, and we played it probably for a couple hours. So, I mean, that tells you how often you actually get a new map. Uh, there's a lot of the uh, same map, you know, and it kind of gets stale doing that. But you can move the hostage and stuff around. It's 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 very in-depth team SWAT-based game. So if you're into games like that, definitely check out Zero Hour. It's only $10 or $11 on Steam. You know, and at first, when I was streaming this on Trovo, there was a lot of people that were like, you know, mechanics are garbage, siege clone, horrible. But then as I kind of read into it, read the reviews into it, and then I was like, you know what, let me check this out a little bit more. And I read it more, it made sense. It's a it's a team SWAT, realistic team SWAT kind of game. So it's definitely a game I would be, you know, advising anyone to check out, and we'll be streaming it a lot more. Um, I'm trying to, right now, as of right now, I'm trying to figure out the schedule for Blade so I know when we can, dive into Zero hour again because like i said that game was was pretty fun um after playing that another game that i've been playing has been battlefield 4 and it's an old game which blows my mind that it's still popular the game battlefield 4 came out in 2013 like end of october 2013 and i still believe at this point the game has more actual players playing it than battlefield 5 and battlefield 1 combined which is crazy because that game itself, you know, it's it's older, but it's the last like modernish battlefield game we had before we went to World War One and two. But it's just interesting to see that this game still has a very large player base and almost instant like getting into the games and stuff like that. I suck at it as well because it's been forever since I played Battlefield three was one of my favorites. Battlefield four was pretty good. Hardline was all right. I would say Bad Company two was fun. And then of course the Battlefields on uh, PlayStation Two. That's really got me. That's what got me hooked into Battlefield. I remember set, setting up the uh, Claymores on the flags for capture flag and watching people drive over it. Um. So yeah. Let me know what you guys think. Are you guys playing Battlefield Four? Are you gonna pick it up? I know Steam had it on sale, and I actually I think it was across every platform it's on. I I got I redeemed mine through Amazon just because I had some Amazon gift cards. So. Uh, but I know on Steam they just launched not too long ago on Steam, and I know on Origin they were also same price. But I think it was like eleven bucks. Like they they were all pretty dang cheap. Because I picked up Battlefield Four and Battlefield Five, and then I played Battlefield Five for a couple seconds and realized that it's just isn't it's not that great, and so I uninstalled it. But you know Battlefield Four is something I've been diving into occasionally from time to time, um, when I'm feeling you know like a an FPS game, I guess. And and Battlefield's always been a game I preferred over Call of Duty. Don't know why. I've just always been a Battlefield person, I guess, more so than a god. So, But definitely check it out if you guys do, and let me know. We can definitely game up and play. Um, and then real quick, I wanted to cover free games for the week. I think this is something I'm going to start doing. Um, and this is all through Epic. And obviously, if I find other games through other stuff that's free, I'll definitely cover it in the podcast as well. Uh, but I, Epic's a guaranteed free games every month. And just kind of a reminder, refresher to those out there who may not have known or have missed it or said they were going to do it later and forgot about it because I've done that before and then missed out on it. But this week uh, and, well, two weeks now worth of free games for this month from Epic Store is uh, Remnant from Ashes and the Alto Alto Collection, which I I think I redeemed the Alto just so it's in my library of games I own. Uh, And then Remnant from Ashes is actually a game I've always wanted. I bought it. And then I think I refunded it because I had no one to play with. And to me, that was a game that seemed more fun with people. Like, every time I watch people play it, the game looks very stunning. And I know it's kind of a Dark soulish ish kind of game, which is fine. I don't have a problem with it. It's just different aspect, basically. Guns and stuff like that. That's just different take on it. But to me, that seems like a game that would be more fun to play with friends. So I refunded it because no one had it at the time. And now... It's free on Epic, so obviously I redeemed it, and I told all my friends about it. So hopefully we'll start playing that some more from time to time on the stream. Um, but it, it's just an interesting game. i definitely check it out if I was with you guys. It has a, bar- a brand-new DLC coming out soon, so definitely something worthwhile to look into. Check it out. Check it out. Easy. <laughs> all right, and then also another big thing happening this week was that uh, publisher for terra and closers which terra was a game that i i played hit here and there on pc a long time ago the game came out in 2011 uh was very underrated different action combat rpg uh and then closer was uh anime more uh, more of an anime style rpg uh my buddy wolf played that one um but basically the publisher of it which is in masse or in msa i think Uh, They announced the other day that they are officially shutting down. The publisher is officially shutting down. Uh, But I just looked on Twitter before doing the show just to kind of see what the updates were. And Terra has tweeted out that Terra will continue services while they transfer over. So I'm assuming another publisher is going to take over the development of the, uh, the game from here on out and pushing content and stuff like that. So that will be interesting to see, especially with a different studio take. It could also ruin it. Uh, games like Rift and stuff like that, that's kind of went through different publishers or different models of, of publishers. And that game has ultimately killed itself with the pay-to-win market, which Terra had a pay-to-win market as well. just not as uh, bad as other games. So that's kind of exciting, though, to see the game not officially shutting down, just uh, the publisher, which is it's sad to see. But, um, you know... It happens in this in this world, uh, especially right now in 2020. Stuff's stuff's super crazy right now, so it doesn't surprise me that the publisher is actually closing down. Um, you know, and I actually just checked the game out a couple of days ago, and it was quite interesting. But you know, I'm I'm stuck in WoW, and at WoW's life, and WoW's just the one and only right now until another MMORPG takes over. Which, by the way, if you guys have any in- MMORPGs you guys recommend. Definitely feel free to join our Discord. Let us know. DM me. Come to one of my streams. Let me know. Talk to me. I'm always into checking out new MMORPGs or MMORPGs I may have never heard of or played. Um, and if you want to join our Discord, it's discord.link slash truegamers. And I'll be in the show notes as well if you're viewing this on Spotify, Apple. I'd say Google, but I know Google Music or Google Podcasts or whatever it's called now is switching over to YouTube Music or something like that now. Which doesn't surprise me. So if you guys watch our shows, the show notes will have our Discord link into it. And also, if you guys want to stop by one of the streams, you can come catch us at twitch.tv equippedpig which we'll talk about why I'm on Twitch now instead of Trovo and kind of digest a little bit of what's going on at Trovo and what our thoughts are of the future of the platform. And not just my thoughts, it's kind of a gather of people throughout the True Gamers community that are that are Trovo streamers, that we've kind of talked about it, and it I mean, just makes sense, you know, when we when we look at it and talk about it. But again, definitely come by, swing, let me know. Um, I've played a lot of MMORPGs out there. I think I've played just about any out there from Lineage 2, which was my wife's favorite MMORPG before WoW. I have played Rift, I've done runescape several times runescape's just one of those games where it's like it's fun at first but then it just gets so repetitive not saying that any mmorpg doesn't because that's part of it um there was an old school one uh, uh arch 2 or something like that i think that's what it was called i love that one but i was at the time had a, a garbage computer that couldn't even play that game Um uh, back in the day but it was a fun grindy mmorpg rift Terra. Uh, Eternal Magic, which is a very underrated one, but it's a it's a gender lock one, which I hate. I I'm not a big gender lock gender, gender lock class system. I don't. I'm not a big fan of those. I I feel like I should be a, a I should be able to play a male or female. I'm not one of those guys that can play female characters. I'd rather play a male character. Um, just how I've always been. Um, Estella online. I think I I played that one. Which was different. And I know that one's actually thriving pretty well right now. But uh I don't know. I, I re-downloaded it but I think I dipped out on that one again just because the the mechanics of it. I think you have the it has the auto pathfinding and stuff like that, and I'm not big into that. I've done Black Desert online, but I don't even really classify that as an MMORPG. I I that's more of an AFK MMORPG <laughs> Um, if you want to classify it as one, but it's more of an AFK RPG game. So I I'm not a big fan of that. I know they're in the development of a new MMORPG as well, I believe. So, I mean, I've tried just about any MMORPG you could think of out there. Uh, but if I haven't, and I didn't list one, definitely feel free to swing by in one of the streams and or on our Discord and let us know because, like I said, I'll check it out. I, I am a WoW addict, you know? I took a couple, couple year away from it, and uh, one of the members of True Gamers, Andrew, which uh, which we, we've talked about him before, uh, his Trobo streams. Uh, he, he plays World of Warcraft, and he got me basically re-addicted to it. Like, we had talked about playing, Blade and I had talked about playing Classic, which ultimately I think is kind of what pushed it, but then I started talking to Andrew about it, and then Andrew started talking about it, and then having his wife play, and long story short, I'm hooked again on WoW, uh, even though I haven't played it much this week. But uh, I definitely want to dive more into it, so we'll see what happens. And then, of course, let's get right into the meat and and the potatoes of this. And let's talk about if you're thinking about streaming, what platform should you stream? Well, let's just say Trovo may not be the option for you. Uh, And the reason being is Trovo's recent logs of what their updates are is not really pushed on the developmental side of the platform. It's more based on just paying people who are on the platform. I guess if you're someone that just wants to make a quick buck, kind of, you know, depends. and. Don't really care about the streaming itself. Not saying that there's not good streamers on there. There are several good streamers on Provo. I've met some very genuine people, such as Andrew and like Mad Wraith and stuff like that. There's some genuine people out there on the platform, but 90% of it is filled with people who just want watch hours to get their their money for that month, and it's sad because it ultimately, to me, has killed this platform. And I honestly see no future for Trovo. I feel like once this Trovo 500 program's done and over with, it's dead. And then the reason I'm saying that is because, like, if you go to everyone's stream, that's very big, that has large numbers, and and like we're talking like, and I say big numbers like 15 plus because it's a small platform, it's a new platform. So seeing a hundred viewer streamer is very very rare, uh, and there's someone who's probably a, a big Twitch streamer or a big YouTuber. Who, who's just taking advantage of the free money basically but that's all they're there for is the money and once the trobo 500 is done, I feel like the, the developmental side of the platform's done you know it started off as mad cats TV and then it, it transferred transformed into a, a live. um you know and then there's gonna be some pushback on this and I understand that and you know i' I'm for one for new platforms I've done d live when it first launched caffeine was kind of in its prime. Uh, Streaming, I mean, I'm not against trying new platforms out and wishing the best for them, but I look at DLive where DLive has stagnant growth and now it's stuck where it's at. It's nowhere. Uh, There's another one like Theta TV or something like that which uses a cryptocurrency which I had looked into before committing to Trovo. The problem with that platform is it's super broke and basically uses your extra upload speed to mine cryptocurrency. And it's just weird you get free items and stuff like that cool but again it's broke um so yeah i don't know i don't know how i feel about that um and then of course you know you got your facebook gaming youtube gaming i feel like those are just typical uh to me i don't go to facebook just because it doesn't feel like a streaming you know facebook i feel like it's like the drama center youtube is more for my tutorials or tips tricks stuff like that i don't really think of like Watching a live streamer on YouTube, I guess. Even though there is some good YouTube streamers. But I don't really go to YouTube for watching that. And and they're things so complex to actually see live content and or video content. And then you got Trovo and Twitch, right? And like I said, Trovo, I feel like had such a big blow up because of the Mixer shutdown. I feel like that helped Trovo. Uh, Honestly, I mean, we, we can't deny that. There's several Mixer refugees, as they call themselves, that went to Trovo. And that's awesome because it does have that Beam Trovo uh, Beam Mixer vibe. However, Beam, I felt like, did it right up to the point of selling at, to Microsoft, which we all thought was going to be big things from Beam and ultimately resulted in a shutdown. But that being said, Trovo's not doing any better. This Trovo 500 program should have been waited it should have waited until the development side of trovo was done when we had clips when we had raids when we had hosts which granted they're adding stuff in cool kudos to them so i'm not saying they're not updating but i'm just saying developmental side of it's basically not there they're not focused on developing it they're focusing on getting people paid to bring in more viewers but what they don't realize and they kind of well they kind of do realize because they did fix this is that people are just looking at people's channel like i was saying before all this like random off like you go to a channel They got 15 to 20 people in that stream. Hell, maybe they got 10 people in that stream. Hell, maybe they got five people in that stream. One of that five, maybe two, are actually chatting in that stream. The other are just lurking in the stream. Then you get to 10. You got one, maybe two, streaming or talking in there, and the rest of them are just lurking in the channel. They're all there just to lurk, so you'll lurk them back so they can get their watch hours, so they can get paid. And ultimately, it's just as bad as a follow-for-follow stream. I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to call it like I see it um you know and I'm not saying this because I didn't get into the last program I don't even care um I'm just saying as a developmental side after this 500 programs done it's going to become a mobile platform and nothing else I don't see it ever evolving into anything big it's going to be the next D live you know or the, or maybe it is the next mixer but if you look at the when mixer was around like even mixer wasn't a comparable threat to Twitch YouTube and Facebook was more considered of a threat to Twitch than Mixer. I mean, you look at the people that Mixer brought. They brought they brought in big names, right? They brought in people that had thousands of viewers, hundreds of thousands of viewers at some point, and they averaged less than a thousand viewers, but they were on that platform. And you got Trovo, which you know they're they're growing in a sense, but at the same time, most people have about thirty. Hell, there's one guy that. I watched who used to like pull 30 to 40. And then once this new thing came out where you couldn't lurk in several people's channel, they're down to like 11 people. That's it's like, it's sad. Did you see all those people that used to lurk you, but they're not lurking you because you don't lurk them back. So I don't know. I mean, it's your call. On what you guys want to do. Obviously um, me personally, I feel like you might as well just stick to Twitch and grind it out on Twitch. Yeah. It's very stagnant growth because there's so many content creators, but use it as a challenge. Better yourself as a content creator. Focus on your brand. Focus on how you can better yourself as a streamer to stand out. Catchy titles. Not saying you have to clickbait titles like you would on YouTube and stuff like that. But make a title where it's kind of enticing to make people want to check you out. You know, make it worth their while to click on you. And when they get in there, make sure they have a good time. Communicate with them. You know, having a conversation with your your viewers are gonna make them stick around and grow your community, grow your streams as you stream. And like I said, I know Twitch is a very stagnant place to grow because there's hundreds and thousands of streamers on that platform. But at the same time, when you're thinking about hey, new game just dropped, I want to watch someone stream it. Where are you going? You're either going to YouTube or you're gonna to go to Twitch, right? Me personally, I I do both. I go to YouTube and Twitch. But when I want to see like actual gameplay of it, live gameplay, I'm not thinking like hey. MotorShell just dropped? I'm going to go check it out on Trovo. Well, shit, they don't have a game category for it. Let me go check the other section. Oh, shit, there's just ra- it's just randoms in there, right? So when you're when you're thinking of a, a platform that's going places, that's not going anywhere, it's it's Twitch. They've done a lot of work. I mean, I haven't been on Twitch in a while, and going back to it the other day, like, they've done a lot of work. I mean, again, there's a lot of people on there. Yes, it's going to be hard to grow. Yes. But once you start getting those people in there, once people start finding you, discovering you, my key rule of streaming is you you minimum have to stream an hour before you're even discovered. That's that's always been my rule of thumb. Whenever I stream, if I stream thirty minutes and I don't have anyone in there, I know it's because I didn't stream long enough to even get my name on the listing, basically. That's how you have to kinda of look at it. Minimum an hour to get people in there. And then once you're you've hit that hour mark, that's usually when you start seeing an actual like increase no oh, incline of people coming into your stream will they stick around maybe they they could you know they follow you great maybe that means next time when you go live they're going to be like oh shit i need to go check this guy out again you know or girl whatever it, it's just one of those things where you gotta you gotta look at what are you doing and how can you involve evolve and involve your stream in your community to come together and keep coming back and keep coming back and growing because obviously the more people you have in your stream the higher you're going to show up on your listings granted now on twitch you can actually sort it by how like when they went live so i can i can look at who just went live basically i can sort it that way and see the freshest streams at the at the top of the list rather than at the bottom of the list i can sort it by the lowest viewer count to the highest viewer so Twitch is doing things to allow you to discover new content creators and or content creators that just haven't hit that point yet. You know, so that's that's kind of like my, my rule of thumb. When you're streaming minimum, give yourself an hour. Come up with a catchy logo, come up with a catchy a brand name, come up with a, something, you know, and, and work with what you got, you know. I've been very fortunate that I've I've had some some names, I've done names, I've been, you know, you guys on the podcast have heard me from Geeky Gaming, you guys have heard me on Equip Pig. There's other names that I've had for other things outside of streaming that I've done. Um, so I've always been fortunate to kind of, I guess, have names that just kind of click and go and work. So find, find yourself basically find what works for you and go from there. And then after that, find a logo Logos are always, always like an eye candy, right? So someone sees a catchy logo for an avatar, maybe they see, you know, maybe you put your profile pic, like you edited into, you know, that, that's going to get people in too. So you just got to work on your branding and how, how your packaging is. Also, social networking. I know I said that in tro- the Trovo's how to grow and stuff like that. Social networking to an extent, though. Don't social network to the point where it's a follow for follow. Social network enough to want these people to come check you out. Because you look at Trovo and and certain people who have social network, as they call it, and you see how rapidly they grew in numbers, but then their actual numbers don't reflect the actual growth they've had you know that's something you need to look into if you if you're just getting follows for going in and talking to someone chances are they're not coming back around and they only followed you because they're hoping you're either going to follow them or you did follow them and they're going to follow you back but you guys let me know what do you guys what do you guys think you tell me i personally just feel like Trovo is isn't going to last unfortunately great community i'll still go in there and i'll still support some of my content creators that i like over there as well um you know as, as far as like discovering new content creators on Trovo, uh, I probably unfortunately won't because, you know, now that Twitch has, has implemented all these ways to find new stuff like that. I definitely want to focus on finding new content creators on Twitch that are also having a hard time growing you know, and welcome them into the true gamers community because ultimately we're about positivity and growing as a community. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, I appreciate you guys listening to episode 11 of the True Gamers Podcast. I am Equip pig and we'll catch you guys next week where we talk about more games and what we're playing. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk more about Trovo and Twitch. I'll catch you guys on the next one, though.